This is Church on the Rock, where Jesus is our message and people are our heart. Tune in to hear a teaching that we pray inspires and encourages your life with Christ. Amen. I'm going to ask Jeremy to come in a minute. I'm sure he's going to introduce Tina. But um, as I've been watching these videos, I've felt the Lord speak this word to me real strong. When I was watching Josh's, it, it just rang out. We were in a church, and we just went on a missions trip. And then we went again and again, because he, he had a career, a, a, a really good career. Um, and, and, but yet, he just kept going on trips, and then eventually he became full-time at it. And then Jeremy, we know that he went over just, just to hook up with a, a, a missionary team called Jamie Kemp. And Jamie's probably going to be here in a month, but he was like uh, one of the bigger uh, pieces in Indo- Indonesia, and Jeremy came up underneath him and, and just went over there. And this week, I talked to different missionaries, and, and they told me, they said, hey, if you've got young adults, if you've got people in, uh, that, that are kind of searching for direction in life, and they're, they're not sure what God wants them to do, and they're not sure college is a thing for them, or you've got somebody coming out of high school, and they want to take a break from going to school, this missionary looked at me. It was Jamie Kemp. He said, send them to me. Send them to me. But I really feel that God is calling people to missions today. Um, I, I think it's going to be more than, than just uh, that, that we realize today. So I want everybody to really listen and see if you're feeling that call to missions. And I feel like we're going to have that as part of our altar call today. But Jeremy, I want you to come up. Brother, give this guy a hand. God bless you. He's going to minister the word to us. And amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Brian. Just excited to be here this morning. I want to start out with just a word um, I feel like the Lord gave me from the Psalms. Psalms chapter 97 says, The Lord reigns. Let the earth rejoice. Let the many islands be glad. Amen. Clouds and thick darkness surround him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Fire goes before him and burns up his adversaries round about. His lightnings lit up the world. The earth saw and trembled. The mountains melted like wax at the presence of the Lord. At the presence of the Lord of the whole earth, the heavens declare his righteousness and all the people will see his glory. Amen? Amen. Well, we're excited to be here this morning. My name is Jeremy and and this is my wife, Tina, and our daughter, Amelia. Um, If you guys could kind of stand there. Um, Amelia is two and a half years old. Yeah. Give them a hand. They're awesome. They're the real missionaries there. Um, and we actually have a, another daughter due in September. So just an exciting season for us and our family. So, um, man, we're just so excited to be here with you guys this morning. Uh, honestly, we feel like celebrities here. I mean, we come in and everybody's, you know, and, and, uh, and it's just great. We, you know, it feels like home. And, and what's funny is, you know, in Indonesia, actually, we, we're, we actually are celebrities in Indonesia. Um, you know, it's like, you know, everywhere we go, man, people are trying to take pictures of us, you know, whether, whether they want us to see it or not. You know, I'm, I'm, we'll be sitting down having dinner and, and people are like, you know, they're trying to take a selfie of themselves, but then get us, you know, in the background, you know. And, and uh, so we just, we kind of embrace it and we just, sometimes I'll just jump in people's pictures or, you know, photobomb people and, and we have lots of fun with that. And so I'm sure I'm all over Facebook in Indonesia. 
Asia. I mean, there's got to be thousands of photos. Um, but sometimes it gets a little frustrating because, you know, one time we were at the zoo just, you know, trying to have a day off and hang out with our family. And, and you know, we're looking at the animals and literally we couldn't, I mean, everywhere we went, people just wanted to take pictures of us. You know, they haven't seen someone that looks like me. And so, you know, I'm, I'm like, there's a lion over there. I mean, go take a picture. You know, what are you doing? And, and uh, but no, we, we became the exhibit. So, um, so, <laughs> so we're like celebrities over there and, and we feel like celebrities here. So man, uh, you know, if you can come take a picture of us in our natural environment by our booth over there, if you want at the end. So, um, man, we're just excited to be here. We, uh, Tina and I are, are newly appointed career missionaries to Indonesia. And, and, uh, you know, we, uh, when we first heard about Indonesia, we, we really didn't know much about it. You know, this is, this is a map of Indonesia. Um, it stretches from north of Australia all the way over to southern Asia. It's this huge country. And, and growing up, I mean, I had never heard anything about it. I mean, I had no idea. I didn't know anything about Indonesia. Maybe if you're familiar with, with you know, the world wars and stuff like that, you've heard a little bit. We couldn't believe that the fourth largest country in the world, right? You've heard of China, in, you know, India, the United States. Next is Indonesia, 250 million people in Indonesia. We couldn't believe the fourth largest country in the world, the largest Muslim population in the world, was so widely unreached and forgotten. There's 17,000 islands in Indonesia, <laughs> about 6,000 inhabited islands. So you, you know, they're still finding new people groups in Indonesia that they didn't know about. I mean, there's these islands that are just untouched. And there's actually 220 unreached people groups in Indonesia. All right. Now, a people group is, is a group of people with their own language, location, and culture. All right. Now, unreached means less than 1% are Christian. So, so that means these millions of people, they have little to no access to the gospel. These 220 unreached people groups equates to about 150 million people that may never meet a Christian, never go to a church. You know, there's not a church on every corner in Indonesia. <laughs> there's a mosque on every corner. I mean, everywhere you go, you hear the call to prayer five times a day. And this is what we experienced. And what really blew us away, this country of, you know, where there's these so many people that have never heard the gospel, that will never hear. There's only 15 Assemblies of God missionary families from the United States working in Indonesia. Just imagine that. Indonesia is as wide as the United States is on the map. And there's only 15 families from America trying to reach the largest Muslim population in the world. And this really, this really blew us away. I mean, when we, when we heard about this, we just were going, all right, send us, you know, uh, give us a plane ticket. Here's our passport. You know, let's go, <laughs> you know, let's go. And, and this was really the call that, that God had given us. Um, Tina and I just finished serving a two-year sentence with Jamie, sorry, two-year term, uh, two-year term uh, <laughs> with, uh, with Jamie and Tasha Kemp as missionary associates. And this was a, really an incredible experience for us. Uh, we were working in a city called Yogyakarta. And we have a map here of, of, uh, of Indonesia with Yogyakarta. It's on the island of Java, and uh, it's known as Indonesia's university capital. Um, there's, there's over 70 universities in Yogyakarta. About half a million college students come from every island and people group to study here every year. So really a strategic place. We literally were sharing the gospel with students from places that there's no churches, that there's no Christians. You know, And this is what's incredible. 
Um, we were working with, a, with an English center and a, a, just a, a campus outreach ministry. Um, we would, you know, we would, uh, we would prayer walk on these campuses, Islamic campuses, I mean, these universities, uh, and, and we would go prayer walking and say, God, who, who are you connecting with? It? Who are you connecting us with? Who, who is going to be open to the gospel? And we would meet students and we would invite them to come to the English center and, and practice their English. And then from there, our hope is to build relationships and connect with them on a deeper level and, and look for opportunities to share our testimony, to share the gospel. And we were, you know, leading Bible studies and, and doing all these incredible things. I've got some pictures here um, of a, uh, what we, the first one here is called Open English. Um, if you go to the next picture, this is uh, me leading just a, a group of, of Indonesian students practicing their English. And then uh, the next picture here is, is uh, Tina leading an English hour, um, practicing some English with some students one-on-one or, or two-on-one, I guess. And uh, this is where we start to build relationships, right? We start to go deeper with these students. And then the next picture, um, every Friday night, we, were, uh, we would have a, a, an outreach. We invite 50 to 70 Muslim students that would come. And it's kind of an interfaith community and dialogue, but it opens up opportunities for us to talk about our faith, to talk about Jesus. And th- this is one of the Friday nights where I was able to share um, you know, uh, this was an incredible experience. Um, at one point, I was leading this Bible study with, with a couple students, and uh, they, they weren't able to meet anymore because their, their transportation, uh, they, they weren't able to get to our English center. And so I said, hey, let's meet on your campus. I mean, I'd love to meet you there. And, and so I went to their campus, and, and uh, you know, I, I met them, and, and I said, hey, where should we meet for our Bible study? You know, where can we sit down and study the scriptures together? He said, oh, there's a, there's a cafeteria in the middle of campus. Let's go, let's go there. All right, perfect, you know. Um, now, this is actually one of the most conservative Islamic universities in Indonesia. Um, it's, it's called National Islamic University, okay? <laughs> so, so we're walking to the middle of campus, and we're going to this cafeteria. And, and I look up, and, and we're walking into this huge courtyard, this beautiful area. I mean, this is a, a huge campus, and... and uh, and basically, this is, what, this is how it was set up. Uh, if you walk, if you, there's, there's two little stairs like this and like this, all right? If you go down this one set of stairs, you're right into the cafeteria, all right? This kind of open area, beautiful, beautiful place, you know, lots of seating and stuff. But if you take the stairs up, you walk right into the mosque, <laughs> this huge mosque on campus. And I'm like, all right, let's have a Bible study in the basement of the mosque. Why not? That's awesome, right? And, and so, man, this is what we are, right? This is what we need to do. We need to bring the light of Jesus to these places, the most dark places in Indonesia, right? What does the scripture say? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, amen? And this is what we were able to see that, man, there were places that we should not have been, <laughs> but because of Jesus inside of us, he holds the keys. He has the authority. Wherever we go, that is his ground. And that's what we believe, man. When we're prayer walking these campuses, yeah, I was afraid. <laughs> I'm human. But man, we got to believe that God wants to use us in powerful ways. When God sends us out, we are not alone, right? Whether that's in Indonesia, whether that's on the, the conservative Islamic campus, whether that's here in Huntley, right? Whether that's at your school, whether that's at your work, wherever you are, God is with you. And he will use you in powerful ways. There are people that need to hear of Jesus' love. Amen? And this is the experience that we had. Uh, really, that's the biggest thing I learned. You better believe I was praying <laughs> before I went to that Bible study every week, right? In that mosque. And this was the biggest thing that we learned, that, that man, the necessity of prayer, right? That prayer makes a difference. 
And let me tell you, I have prayed more in the last two years than ever in my entire life, okay? I promise you that. I have prayed more. But I still have this feeling like I wish I would have prayed more, you know? And I'm not living in regret, but, but I'm just thinking, man, what more breakthrough will I see if I spend more time with the Lord? What more students would come to faith in Jesus, right? If I would invest that time in prayer. And, and man, we saw our prayers answered in many different ways. Um, I've got a, a, the next picture here is of a student named Atta. And uh, Atta is an avid runner, all right? He, is a, he, he runs mega marathons. This picture here is a 10K that we ran together. Uh, that's about as far as I made it with him, <laughs> a 10K. But this guy runs like 50K. I mean, this guy, just, just crazy. Um, but we had been doing the Alpha Course, and, and maybe you've heard of the Alpha Course. And uh, it's these video series that, you know, talks about topics of faith. It's for people who are asking great questions. And so we're leading this group of 10 to 15 Muslim students and, and really having some incredible dialogue. Um, but one of the weeks, the, the topic was healing. And the video talks about that Jesus is the healer. And so you can just imagine sitting in a room with 10 to 15 Muslim students and we're, at the end, we're having this discussion and going, all right, Jesus is the healer. What does that mean, you know? <laughs> what does that mean to you? And so at the end, I said, hey, does anybody want prayer for anything? Can we pray for you? Now, Atta raised his hand and he said, hey, you know, I've been having this pain in my leg and, and it's really been hurting me, it's been bothering me. And, and I said, okay can we pray for you? <laughs> can we pray for your leg? And, and, uh, and he said, sure, you can pray for my leg. Now, uh, now again, man, I, I, you know, so I, so I said, I said, Atta, does it hurt right now? And he said, yes, it hurts right now. So I'm thinking, okay, I got to pray for this guy's leg. I'm in a room full of Muslim students. Um, I can't just pray like some pansy prayer, right? That, that's nothing, you know? But, but I also can't like start calling down fire from heaven, you know I mean? <laughs> right? I have to be sensitive, but I knew like I have to pray this faith-filled prayer. So very simply, I, I just put my hand on his leg and I said, God, your word in Isaiah says that by the wounds of Jesus, we can be healed. So I command this pain to go in the name of Jesus. Amen. Man, the look on his face, man. <laughs> He was just like, what is going on? He's like feeling his leg. He's trying to find this pain. And, and I'm like, how, you know, how does it feel? What's, what's going on? And, and he's, he's just shaking his leg around. And I was like, you know, test it out. And so he starts stomping his foot on the floor and he's jumping up and down and he starts running back and forth across the place. The pain was gone, right? Jesus healed Atta's leg. And, I, you know, so I'm kind of going, wow, this is crazy, you know? And, and all the Muslim students are super confused. They have no idea what's going on. Um, but this, this is what happened at the end. Atta came up to me and, and he said, oh, Jeremy, thank you so much. And I said, I said, no, Atta, thank Jesus. And he said, no, 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 <laughs> thank God. You see, this is what we face in Indonesia. That Even something like that, there's still these strongholds that they have to overcome. And Atta still has not put his faith in Jesus. And he's a seeker. I mean, he's asking great questions and he's on this path, but but. This is what we face. And this is what we see in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. It says, The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel. And this is our next slide here, if we could go to that. Um, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel. We saw this every day. But we also saw our prayers answered in other ways. Uh, one of our students named Donor, and this is our next picture here. Uh, Donor is on the left. 
Um, and uh, he had been coming to our Friday night outreach and, and we have times of discussion. And so he's asking just great questions. And, and um, this one week, he just said, Jeremy, I have so many questions. There's so many things that I don't know, that, that I don't understand. And I said, okay, Donor, let's, let's find a time to meet. We can sit down. You can ask me any, all the questions you want, you know. And, uh, and of course, you know, he's a college student. So it took us a month before we were able to sit down and, <laughs> and meet. Um, but, but I remember, man, I was praying every single day. For Don Orr. Every morning I was praying for him. I was praying that God would open his eyes, that he would get understanding, they would really understand the truth of the gospel, that he'd be ready to receive. And finally, that day when, when we met, um, I remember praying that morning and I just, man, I just sensed something was different. In my prayer, I don't know, I just felt that something was different. And so uh, I went to meet him at, at KFC. Uh, <laughs> praise God, all right? Praise God for, for KFC in Indonesia. Um, so we sat down and we had some chicken and, and, uh, and we start, you know, he's asking me these questions. And this is what's incredible. He's asking me the same questions that he's asked me before. I'm telling him the same things that I've already told him before. But it's like, it's like his eyes were open. It's like he could finally see. He finally understood. He got it. And I could see it. And so I just said, Donor, are, are you ready to follow Jesus? And he said, you know, Jeremy, I, I want to follow Jesus, but but I'm afraid I'll, I'm, I'll lose my family. I'll lose my friends. You know, I'll lose everything. And I just said, Donor, if you know Jesus is the way, then you've got to put your faith in him. You've got to follow him. And we'll pray for your family. We'll pray for your friends, you know, but you have to do what you know in your heart is right. And he said, okay, I'm ready to follow Jesus. Right? Amen. Amen. Now, the problem, though, was, you know, I'm excited and I'm like, this is awesome, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but I'm looking around going, man, this KFC is literally full of Muslims. I mean, we're like, <laughs> you know, there's like a, there's a lady sitting next to me with a hijab, you know, like, like uh, you know, it's illegal to try to convert people in Indonesia. It's not illegal to be a Christian, but it is illegal to try to proselytize. And so I'm like, hey, let's, uh, let's go over to the English Center, you know, and we can, we can talk and pray. But man, I'll never forget. I gave Donor a Bible, led him through the sinner's prayer. He put his faith in Jesus. And, and I said, Donor, let me pray for you. And, and I put my, my hand on his shoulder and I just prayed for him. And I prayed for his family and, and, and for his life and following Jesus. And I'll never forget this moment. I said, amen. And Donor looked over at me and he said, Jeremy, let me pray for you. <laughs> what? Oh, right. This, this student, right, this new believer, right, this, this, this guy that can't even speak great English. He put his hand on me and he prayed for me, right? This is the power of prayer, right? Only through prayer could someone who was completely blind to the gospel finally see, right? And this is who we are, right? From the beginning of the church, we are a prayer movement, amen? This is who we are. We are a prayer movement. Your prayers here in Huntley, Illinois, can make a difference in Yogyakarta, Indonesia. Amen? Your prayers here can help see Atta become like Danor. Amen? Would you pray that with me, please? <laughs> I'm praying, man, praying for these guys, and I believe they're going to follow Jesus. And that's why this year we're actually launching a campaign called Adopt a UPG. All right, this is our next slide here. Um, Adopt a UPG. You can use this hashtag. Um, but we have our prayer cards and on the front, it's got my beautiful face. I'm sure you want to look at my face. We finally got our daughter on our prayer cards this time, so this is good. Uh, we'll have another one coming, so we'll have to update them again. But, uh, but on the back of our cards, we have listed 
the top 10 unreached people groups in Indonesia. We have 10 different versions of our prayer card. And if you, when you take a card, you'll get one of those unreached people groups. This is the Palembang people. 3.3 million people, 0.00% evangelical Christian. And so this is what we're asking. Please pray for us. <laughs> pray for my family. But when you do, and would you, would you pray for that unreached people group? Right? These people have no access to the gospel. You know, only through the power of prayer will we see these people come to faith in Jesus. Only through the power of prayer will we see Indonesia become the first majority Muslim country to put their faith in Jesus. It could be the first domino to fall all the way to Mecca. And that's what we're believing. That's our prayer. So please pray, take a card and pray. Um, and this is how we will see the unreached become reached. And this is really the, the heart that God has given us, the passion that Tina and I have. We've always felt called to take the gospel where it's never been, right? To preach the gospel, to, to reach those places that are unreached. What did Jesus say in, in Acts chapter one, verse eight? One of the last things that Jesus said, what did, what did Jesus say? He said, you will receive power. You can go to the next slide here. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And I want to read that again because I love that first part. <laughs> but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you can walk into the basement of a mosque and lead a Bible study. <laughs> and you can pray prayers for a Muslim student whose leg is hurting. And you can see his leg changed, Right? When Atta came up to me and said, thank you, Jeremy, right? My first thought wasn't, oh, yeah, you're welcome. You know, I did a great job there. You know, that was really good on my part. You know, no way, man, right? You will receive power from the Holy Spirit, right? And you will be my witnesses in Huntley, in the Chicago region, and to the ends of the earth. And uh, we, had a, we had an incredible privilege of getting to host some, some uh, pastors that came from Illinois uh, to Indonesia in the next picture here. Uh, I had been leading a Bible study with, with about uh, eight or 10, 10 Muslim students. Um, if we could pull that picture up, that, that next picture there, guys. Guys, can we get the next picture, please? All right, thank you. That's all right. Um, so this is, this, this is this group of students, and we told them, man, there's some pastors coming from America, and they were so excited, right? They couldn't wait to meet these pastors. These Muslim students wanted to ask them questions and, and meet these pastors. But you won't believe what one of our students said to one of these pastors. This student's name is Jeffrey. And, and man, I'd been meeting with Jeffrey. I, I had shared the, uh, shared the gospel with him. I mean, I've shared my testimony. And this guy is becoming more and more open to Jesus. But he's a Muslim student. And this is what he said. He said, I wish more Americans would come to Indonesia to tell people about Jesus. What? Right? <laughs> Right? Amen. This is a Muslim student, and that's the desire of his heart. This is what we saw, and really, this is what we get to be. We get to be your hands extended to the ends of the earth. We can't all go, right? Then there would be nobody here, but some of us are called to go, right? This is who we get to be. And what's incredible is that Jeffrey is actually from one of the most unreached areas of Indonesia, right? I'm praying for him every single day that he would put his faith in Jesus, that we could train him up and send him back to that area to plant churches, to be the light of the gospel to, the, to these people that literally have no access otherwise. 
And this is the vision that God has given us to engage the unreached people groups, to train up local pastors and, and plant churches in some of the most unreached areas of Indonesia. And today I just want to say thank you for your heart for missions. Thank you for helping to send us to the ends of the earth. We, man, again, this feels like a second home to us. And, and we feel your prayers when we're over there. Man, I could tell you some stories of things that happened to me that, <laughs> you know, I don't have time to share. I lost five toenails one time to, to, to the sickness that I got, all right? Maybe, anyway, we can talk about that later. They, they came back, they came back. They, my toenails came back, don't worry, don't worry. Thank you for your heart for missions. We are a prayer movement, but we are also a sending movement, right? Romans chapter 10, verse 14 and 15 says, how will they believe in whom they have not heard? And how will they hear without a preacher? And how will they preach unless they are sent? Amen. Look, the gospel is not for sale right? If they knew the value of what we were bringing to them, they would pay us for it, right? But they don't. And that probably wouldn't work with the IRS. I'm not sure if that, right? Right? We can't go unless we are sent. And I want to thank you for your heart for missions. Thank you. Man, your missions dollars are making a difference in Indonesia and in these different places around the world. This is the call that God has given us. This is the great commission, just like Pastor Brian shared. This is who we are. We are a prayer movement an ascending movement. And if we are going to see the gospel preached in the ends of the earth, in the most unreached areas, we have to help it get there. Um, real quick, here's, a, here's some ways you can get connected with us. This, this last slide here. Uh, we do have a website. Or you can hop on our Facebook. Um, you can please come and sign up for our, our email newsletter. Um, you can just put down your name and email. You can keep up with us. There is a place you can commit to pray. Um, regularly, if you're going to pray for us, you can, you can commit to pray on this website. It just lets us know there's people praying for us. Please take a prayer card and, and uh, pray for my family, but, but let's, and let's adopt an unreached people group and, and see God work in the ends of the earth. Amen? Amen. Thank you guys so much for letting me share this morning, and uh, we love you guys. Blessings. Thank you. connected with you. To get more information about Church on the Rock, check out our website at www.cotrag.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Have a blessed day.